0: What's up, Dunwoody? There's a great race coming up in a couple weeks. The 10th annual CV Classic 5K Road Race is Saturday, October 19th. Proceeds from this year's event will support the whole student wellness initiative at the middle school to raise awareness and promote cardiovascular strength and the well-being of students and the community. If you have a middle schooler running in the race, they will receive two CV credits for running that race. Those credits can be redeemed by the student to get out of running at school. I guess they run on every Monday and use that ticket and you don't have to run on a certain Monday and you still get $100 for the day. For the true runners, it's a chip-timed event and you do get a t-shirt, $25 entry fee, and you can register online. I ran a whole bunch of 5 and 10Ks in my early 30s and my running partner Gordy has since gone on to run triathlons all over the world. About a year ago, one of his Facebook posts kind of caught my attention. It was a picture of him pushing a man with disabilities in a racing wheelchair. He ran the entire Marine Corps Marathon, pushing another full-grown man to raise money for the Kyle Pease Foundation. Since then, I've met others around Dunwoody involved with the foundation, and I knew I had to have Brent Pease on the show to tell his story. My name is Matt Weber. I'm the Dunwoody Realtor Dude. Next time you're on our website, click on the uh, Homes tab at the top. There you'll find a Zillow-like search engine and a bunch of preset criteria like Homes in Dunwoody under 500000 or... Home's in Dunwoody with a master on the main. It's pretty much just like Zillow, but personalized for Dunwoody, and it's surrounded by our satirical news posts. Um, I've had a lot of folks tell me they really enjoy it, so check that out. Justin Dyke is my brother-in-law and co-host. Justin is founder of PoolDews.com. He's also all about this local election. He's posting videos from candidate forums and different meet and greets. There's pictures of us on the site holding signs pretty much supporting every candidate. Some people have gotten a little bit out of shape if they uh, feel like we're taking sides, but let me assure you, we've been in touch with all of them. We've now recorded interviews with four of the six candidates. Uh, We're trying to find a date to meet with Joe, and he's already been on two previous episodes. Uh, Robert Miller is the only name that we have not recorded with, so if you do know the man, please put in a good word for us. Assure him that the show does have at least one listener. At least that's what we tell our sponsors. The show is brought to you by Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics. Um, have you thought about going to see an orthodontist, but you kind of want to know a little bit more about the doctor before walking into his office? You're in luck. Brett's been on two episodes of the show, so go back and listen to those. He's a good guy. He's a lot of fun. Um, now here's an inspirational story about two brothers finding their purpose in life through sports and fitness. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, we're here with Brent Pease. From the, uh, is it Kyle Pease Foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Fill us in. Yeah.
1: Um, So the Kyle Pease Foundation uh, is a nonprofit that supports people with disabilities through sports. So my brother Kyle, uh, who the foundation is named after, is uh, in a wheelchair. He has cerebral palsy with spastic quadriplegia. And so we got into this, into the endurance sports world uh, eight years ago, uh, back in 2011. And, And after doing our first race together... Kyle said, I want other people to experience this as well. And and we grew up in, you know, we grew up in the area and Kyle was a sports nut, still is. And so...
0: Have you always run that,
1: that much? No, no, I was uh, not even, I was the furthest thing from a runner when so I started. So he
0: kind of convinced you to do this, huh?
1: No, I started in 2007. I was like, I got to, I was just in a different place. Yeah. Um, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of health. And so I had spent probably four years getting into really good shape and then Kyle came to the the first Ironman that I did. Okay. What and, was your top weight? back uh, in Two hundred eight, two ten. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that's and good. I'm man. A, like, I have a, like a little frame, so I just wear it in my face and my stomach. So yeah. it was pretty obvious. <laughs> I looked like anytime I wore a jacket, like I was gonna pop the buttons off of it. But then I still had like skinny legs and arms, so it was it was a really good look for me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you know, so we we got into it uh, after my first Ironman, and Kyle really immediately wanted other people to experience it and so that was where the Kyle Peace Foundation was born uh, eight years ago and then um, we've been cranking ever since really.
0: Yeah, are these his buddies? How do you find the other wheelchairs to push?
1: Yeah so you know what's interesting is when we I mean growing up when you have someone in your family that's that has a disability you see it more often. It's just more present. You're doing things with people. You know, you're going to wheelchair basketball games. or You go to school and you notice where the ramps are, and you just, you know, so it's kind of part of your life. So when we started this, we just assumed that if you build it, they will come, and everybody was going to come out of, you know, all the shadows, and they were going to come join us. It took us nine months to find our first athlete, yeah. um, and we really, again, we really thought that this thing was just going to blow up. Um, I think the biggest lesson we learned in the early stages is it's still a business that we're running it just a nonprofit business. Yeah. Um, and that first family really got us going. Um, and we actually, their son, um, Jake Vinson was his name and Jake passed away in 2014. Um, and so we have a Jake Vinson family grant. So each year uh, we do, we give a grant to any fan to one family for anything that they need. So they can apply for it. The family hosts a golf tournament that provides the proceeds for the, for the grant. And so, but Jake and his family really got us going. Cause then it kind of legitimized what we were doing and then we actually had some other story to tell instead of saying, "Look what Kyle did." It was, "Look what the Kyle P Foundation did," and that was a really big moment for us.
0: That's neat. And then the book, huh?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so Kyle and I last fall did the Ironman World Championships, which is the which is the big one for triathlons. And um, we wrote a book with that really as the pinnacle experience. But the book's really about. It's a memoir about our lives and our families all have a little part in my mom wrote a chapter my dad wrote a chapter and oh, so neat. you get a bunch of different perspectives of you know of being you know somebody with a disability but I think you know you can pull a lot from the book whether it's you know you're trying to find inspiration or you're trying to figure out how to deal with something like a disability in your in your family in your life but you know really it's just meant to be an uplifting story to um, to share and and all the proceeds benefit the foundation as well
2: remind yeah. me what an Ironman involves
1: yeah so 2.4 mile swim okay 112 mile bike and then a marathon 26.2 miles of running
2: so how do you get kyle to swim
1: so we um we use inflatable kayaks and, oh, cool. and we tie them to our waist so if if kyle and i are doing a triathlon i'm pulling him in a boat um, and same for the foundation as well so the foundation owns six boats so we did a triathlon last fall with six teams and that was the setup. So we had six people in the water with boats tied to their waists and lifeguards and stand-up paddleboards and. <laughs>
0: yeah, because you're um, near swimming, you can't see behind you. It's really. scary, I mean, and you know Kyle, um,
1: in particular, or the easiest example for me, if if the boat flips and Kyle goes face into the water, he's not rolling over. Yeah, you know, so it's a pretty scary experience. The bike is equally as scary, but for different reasons. So, um, you're worried about you know yeah. swimming. And- yeah, and. Kyle going in, um, or any of the kids that we race with. So that's a pretty terrifying experience. And then for the bike, we, we use currently, we use three wheel bikes. Um, they're made in Winnipeg from a company called freedom concepts. And the idea is that Kyle's on the front of the bike. Um, or all of our athletes are on the front of the bike. And our whole goal with the foundation was we wanted to create a full, inclusive, athletic experience. So Kyle's the bike rider, not me. So he's up front. You know, he's got the wind in his face. He's got his hands on the handlebars. And it's just – it feels more like he's a cyclist versus towing them, which is what, you know, you probably see in the neighborhood. Moms yeah. and dads towing their kids. I know. like that you call
0: them the athletes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, well, and you find out. Like when you – you know, if you watched Yvonne, we were talking about before we got started, or if you watch Kyle and the Peachtree, it's Kyle and Kylie who was running with Yvonne that you're looking at them going, they look like athletes. I mean, yeah, you real know. into it. Yeah, Kylie's arms are ripped. She's, you know, she's strong. Her She's intent on the road. And when she won, she was as excited as anybody. She's FaceTiming her mom from the finish line to let her know she won. Yeah. Um, and it's a, you know, and they, it beats them up. You know, yeah. it's just, it's an experience where you take somebody that sits in a wheelchair 16, 18 hours a day, and then you run him through the rigors and the paces of, of any of that stuff iron man 5ks and it you know it's just all relative you yeah. know um so uh it's it's fun being able to watch that too so when yeah. i sit behind him on the bike i can see how he's interacting with the race and what he's doing that's
0: cool is he yeah. older or younger than young? younger 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 okay. yeah what was it like growing up i mean you are taking care of them all the time and you're talking about watching where ramps are and-
1: yeah you know i so there's three boys so Kyle has a twin and i just kind of gravitated to the you know the older brother protector so i definitely looked out for Kyle yeah. um, from an early age so this what we're doing today is almost a lot like what it looked like 30 years ago yeah. um that that was just kind of the role I took. I didn't I only shoved him down one flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had true story, leaving a doctor and he was in a stroller. He had what he didn't have a wheelchair yet and I was trying to help my mom. I mean, this still horrifies me. I remember it so well. And I tried to push him down a flight of stairs in a stroller. I didn't you know, you didn't know you had to get the tilt the, wheel, the stroller backwards, you know? And he went toppling down the stairs, and oh, thankfully man. it was one of those old school strollers with the, you remember the handles that leaned forward? Yeah. So yeah. the handles hit the ground first Instead of and his stopped face. his face like inches from the ground. Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: if this was ever made into a movie, that's definitely the opening scene. That's the opening scene, yeah, and, yeah.
1: and they dramatize it of me like being angry about my brother that he's getting the attention and I don't, and so I shoved him down the flight <laughs> of stairs. Um, that's not how it happened, Kyle. I promise. Um,
2: <laughs> I like it being an honest mistake. You're just trying to help him out. Just trying to
1: help. I mean, but that's how it always was. And like we, you know, and that was part of the life change. Like I think I got away f- from that a little bit. I was, you know, I was like any college kid. I was just taking care of myself or not taking care of myself in my own way. And yeah. um, this was a way for us to kind of bring back that part of our relationship. And now it's turned into a lifestyle and a job and yeah. everything else we're doing.
2: Any any uh, performance enhancing hijinks? Anybody try to ever soup up a bike or something like that? That uh...
1: it would help. That yeah, it would definitely be... help. No, I mean there's there's lots of different things. So the company Freedom Concepts is a really cool company. Um, their company was set out to um, just to create active experiences for people with disabilities. We were the first people to do a triathlon on it and the that, first pushers yeah and the first bike we used Wade with me and Kyle on it was like over 400 pounds I and mean, it was crazy And if you know bikes, it had this eight gear internal hub. So it was this big clunky, you know, 65 pound piece of equipment sitting right on there. So everything has been enhanced over the years. So if you look at our picture of the bikes through the years, but they do do stuff where like they can add an assist motor. So like for a mom or dad that's, you know, in their 60s or 70s or something, you know, that you can, you can make all these enhancements. So there's different ways. Like you don't have to do what we're doing of trying to compete in the PC road race. You know, there's ways that you can experience all these things. Because what we believe and what we've found is that endurance sports are truly as inclusive as it gets for somebody with a disability because they don't change the rules for you. The expectation is that you've got to do the exact same thing as everybody else. And as we were just talking about, it beats Kyle up physically. You know, he's exhausted after he does a hard race. Like he, yeah. he's just like us. He wants to go sit by the pool and have a beer and relax because his body's exhausted from what he just put it through. Yeah. Um, I, I remember our first Ironman. We finished, and we had all gotten separated, in the, so Kyle's accessible van's nowhere to be found. So we just took him out of the chair, and we stuck him in the back of a um, SUV. And before we had closed the hatch, he was asleep. Aww. I mean, he was so tired yeah. from 15 hours of racing yeah. and being up at 3 in the morning. So, But, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways, and we do it at the foundation as well. I mean, we work with families where we try to figure out how to make the equipment work for what they want and what they want, what the experience they want to get out of it.
0: Yeah, does he train with you?
1: We do, yeah. So especially for the big races, because just exactly what I was talking about, he's got to get used to it. He's got to get used to it. I mean, and what was really cool is last summer when we were training for Hawaii, um, he had gone. We had flipped the boat a couple times, and we saw like if we did that, he goes face in, and then we're in trouble. Um, He was so strong for that race. He was in such good shape. We went to practice one more time because the swim is in an ocean for Hawaii. So we were a little yeah, nervous. It's got to be hard for swimming. It's hard for swimming and it's just nerve wracking because you've got the current, you got waves and uh, we flipped the boat and I dove under it to kind of expect to catch him. And before I could get to Kyle, he had rolled himself over. Uh, yeah. It was pretty cool to see, you yeah. know, that he was in that good a shape, that he was capable of doing that. Wow. So, hey, I mean, he's
0: gotten in better shape doing this. I guess. Yeah. And so it's that's...
1: enhanced his life in, in you know, ways. I mean, What's, so, and it's hard mo- to exercise
0: in a wheelchair, I mean. It
1: is, and it's, and it's just hard in this in, in most states. Georgia, so in Georgia, the state provides um, care in the form of schooling till 21. Mm-hmm. So if Kyle had won, he could have stayed in high school through 21 years of age. And so that means you've got potential meal assistance if your family needs it. You've definitely got after-school programming. You've got people with you all day. You're around people. You have all these social programs. You've got a football team. you got you have a ton of stuff to do. Then at 21 there's just this really steep cliff. And you know, we've all been to Publix and Publix does a great job of employing people with disabilities, but usually it's people that have intellectual or, you know, people that are on the autism spectrum or you know, it's harder cuz for Kyle to go into the workforce, that means somebody's got to be there to take him to the bathroom in the middle of the day. Somebody's got to feed him his lunch. He's got a college degree, he's a smart kid. Yeah. He would tell you. But um, <laughs> It's just a little bit more for him to be there. And so, a lot of families that we see, that's exactly what they do. They stay in high school as long as they can because they know at 22, my kid's just going to sit at home and stare at a computer all day. One of the yeah. first, uh, one of the other first kids that we ever supported, that was the experience when we met him. You know, he was 22, 23 years old, and mom was working two jobs. And so, he sat in front of a computer all day, he played on Facebook, he played games, and that was Probably what he did. Love to get out, and he didn't have anything to do. All around. his friends were gone; they were in college or they were working their first job. You know, he had nobody anymore. Yeah. You know, you think about co- your college experience, your high school experience. You're always around people. You know, even if you have what you perceive as a small network of friends, it's still as big as it's ever going to be. It yeah. doesn't get so. It, we didn't realize when we set out that we said, "Hey, we want to create this sporting experience." That it was really going to be more than that. That there's this bond that happens you get people that are similar that are sharing stories with each other of like oh my caregiver did this to me the other day my brother pushed me down a flight of stairs and (laughs) but you know it's it wasn't part of what we established the copies foundation for but it's great that we're able to provide that that it's it's a little bit more enhancement to their life not just the physical side yeah
2: has Kyle yeah. gotten into any of the uh, kind of virtual world space, though? I mean, because that, he the... has not. Oh, really? Um,
1: but some of the people that he's still a sport guy. You mm-hmm. know, it's funny. I mean, maybe he maybe he should do it in the sporting world or in the sporting arena. But um, some of the other families we are um, that we work with are are doing more with it.
2: Well, it's a neat outlet. It's a kind of uh, a, um, like a normalizer in a sense, you mm-hmm. know? like because I've got a, a cousin who's very handicapped and uh, she can't speak or anything like that, but she can text. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, hey. now there's and she a... loves to text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she likes to uh, arrange to meals, organize, organize <laughs> meals for everybody. Yeah,
1: I like that. Um, no, it's great. And so, like, so, so the same thing though. What we're doing is essentially the same thing of saying. Um, Come here. The, the playing field is going to feel it's going to be a normalizer, be it's going to be an equalizer. Yeah. yeah, you know, for it's in, for lots of days leading up. For to lots of days, yeah. yeah. Um, so Yvonne, the girl Avon was pushing, is nonverbal, and you know, I remember them asking, like, "Well, what do I do?" And it's like, "Well, there's all this life right here, right in your face. You can see the expressions. Like, even if she's not, even if she doesn't have her talking device or her phone where she can text you to tell you her emotions or feelings, you can tell when she's in pain. You, you know." We see people crying. There's obviously something wrong. It's the same thing as somebody reacting, you know, somebody with a disability, a person with a disability, and, and how they might react to those situations or the circumstances.
0: Right. That's great. All right. Well, do you want to get more into the book? And it, what are some of the good stories in the book?
1: Oh, man. We got lots of good stories in the book. Um, get some teasers. Yeah. So the the sporting stories are the easy ones. So I'll, I'll skip all those because I think... Um, certainly folks listening might go they'll find that stuff a lot easier but one of the stories i love is um we went to yosemite and um my uh, our other brother evan wanted to hike up bridal fail bridal uh, bridal falls and so my dad said well we're taking kyle and that you know that really sets the tone when you start realizing like what we're doing today this is what the example what we were seeing from our parents so we're pushing them up bridal falls in this wheelchair you know and then every time we get to a place where like, we would have to, like, climb over a rock or a ledge or something. We'd wait for strangers to come by, and then, because we were little kids, and, like, two or three people would pick up the wheelchair and lift it to the next, and we took Kyle all the way to the top. Yeah. And it was this huge accomplishment as a family, not just, like, I mean, maybe, you know, it was my experience, so I don't know what another family of five might have felt climbing up there, but for us, it was a big deal that we didn't have to leave my, you know my mom or dad with Kyle at the bottom while Evan and I scampered up to the top. Yeah. And so that's a really cool thing, and it's a powerful experience for us to you know, to be able to share that. Um, one of Kyle's stories that I had kind of forgot about that he talks about is that um, in middle school and high school even, he tried to get in trouble because he was always treated a little bit maybe better or different that because he was in a wheelchair, they were like, well, it's okay. It wouldn't okay. be as hard on Yeah, it. and he's like, no, no, I want you to treat me the same. Yeah. So I'm going to do things, I'm going to see how hard I can push the envelope. And it was great hearing that perspective from Kyle of like, you know, we're all, all any of us are asking for, you know, with abilities or without abilities, was just to be treated the same. It was a pretty cool, unique perspective from him. Is that when he
2: discovered sarcasm? He could just mouth yeah, off? Yeah, I mean,
1: Kyle, you know, he, I think one time he tried to pretend he had Tourette's. <laughs> So he would cuss at people in the middle of the day, doctors, nurses, you know, school professionals, and then claim that he had Tourette's just to see. And, you know, I think this is not in the book. Um, the book's mostly PG. I mean, I, I do go into a little bit of my experience at Florida State and um, the partying atmosphere that, that carried on beyond. But, you know, for the most part, we left it pretty PG. And so Kyle left... He left that piece out as well, Um, but that remember we all still joke about that of Kyle. Has he enjoyed being a writer? Uh, Yes, selling the book. No, writing the book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that
0: why he's not here today? (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, he has a pretty rigid job. He works six thirty to four thirty at Piedmont Hospital. Cool. Um, So he's, you know, he's very hard on me when I say, well, we got this podcast opportunity. He's like, no, I'm busy. I can't be there. You you can go do it. (laughs) Yeah. So what's he doing over there? Uh, Customer service. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if you ever see him, you're, it's not a good thing. Um, But he's in the, he's in the basement um, of the 95 building, if you're familiar with Piedmont Hospital, but it's basically right next to the main parking deck. So usually if you're having a baby or if you're going to the heart center there, you see Kyle first. So we always find out, you know, or he's always finding out so-and-so's pregnant because they just came in together or, you know, he has to wait to tell us because of HIPAA, but he'll, you know, eventually he'll say, I I don't know if you heard, but so-and-so's father's in the hospital. Yeah. Like, oh, how long they've been there? He's like, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) He takes his, my wife and I had both our kids at Piedmont Hospital and he would not come into the room because he's not allowed to until he was off the clock. He he takes his job very seriously. He's like, I'll be back at 4.30 to meet your kid. I'm like,
0: (laughs) yeah. That is a perfect job for him though, because he's there. Yep. You know, when somebody walks in, he's he's not going to be you know mm-hmm.
1: messing around somewhere else. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so the you know the book is a is a again, it's a great way for us to share the story, but it's also a great thing for the foundation. Um, sold almost three thousand copies so far, so we're pretty nice. We're pretty proud of that. Yeah, and
0: you've got a lot of connections in this community. I've had a couple people. Gordy Powell is yep. a friend of mine from, from yep. high school, and then uh, Evan Reese.
1: Who's on our board? And Rebecca. Yeah, the, yeah, he's
0: on your... So, what does the board entail?
1: So, we do three-year board um, terms, and then two years for officers. So, and Evan is part of what we affectionately call our first board. Um, so, when we started it, I was 27, and Kyle was 25, and we didn't know anything about business, let alone nonprofit. Was this in Florida? No, it was here, and it was okay. um, it was here in Atlanta when we started it. But he was from Florida too. No, no, we, you know, we grew up here. Oh, Evan from Florida. Evan, yeah. yeah, No, sorry. Evan was already in Atlanta by then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, we, and then Kyle, we tried to let Kyle do everything. And so he just asked all his friends to be on the board. And it was a bunch, so we had a bunch of 20-somethings in a room with very little business experience. And again, no nonprofit experience. And that group helped the foundation survive. I mean, n- nonprofits are like restaurants. As many go out of, go under as start every year. You know, yeah. 50%. And so the fact that we made it through those first few years with that group of people, yeah, and Evan (laughs) was—I mean, Evan was part of that—and and and, uh, we're 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 proud to have him as a friend, but we're proud of what um, he helped us accomplish. We're much (laughs) more—we look much more professional than we did um, eight years ago. But you know that it, it took a lot of work, and we were all you know busy, so it was always you know we met Sunday afternoons, and everybody was doing work. When, you know, when they clocked out at seven o'clock, we're all emailing each other and coordinating things. We were picking up equipment. We, you know, now we have a truck and logos on it and shirts that match. And we're not it's not Chico's bail bonds anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does, if i Is there a picture online? No, I'll fi- I, I will up. find you. So
1: the truck came from Evan. So when Evan was working at the. Evan's um, got weird connections. He's I'm got so weird. Good. He called me one day. The, the quicker version he called me He's, he's like, said, do you need said, a truck? I'm like, yeah, he's like, you got to come meet me at this storage facility we're foreclosing on. Uh, yeah. And it was Hudson Self Storage. And so before we got it painted, um, we were driving around town with Hudson Self Storage and it had these big signs that said, we move you in free. That was the, so that was our <laughs> Chico's Bail Bonds moment. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, so we go to Marine Corps Marathon every fall. So we take a group to Washington, D.C. And same thing we were just talking about, like some of these extra benefits that get created. Like some of these families have never left Georgia. And now they're doing three days in Washington, D.C. They're getting to see the Capitol. They've got a hotel room that's you know paid for by the foundation. And seeing looks on their kids' faces that they've amazing. never seen before. Yeah, it's amazing. And they're running a marathon, and it's one of the iconic marathons in this country. So the first year we had that truck, I pull up next to this other foundation from Virginia that does the same thing as us, and they've got like a tour bus. I mean, that thing probably cost... Three hundred grand, and we've got this free truck that says "We move you in free." And I'm like pulling back and then like the bad news bears. <laughs> um, I'll will find a picture of the truck and send it to you. It's a 19 foot box truck that um, we had painted, so it's got our logos on it on the on the side and um, website on the back. So, man,
2: it seems like things are running well.
1: That's it is, cool. That's yeah, really cool. yeah. I mean, it's a you know.
2: And most of the money comes from, uh, is it grants or is it just private donations?
1: Uh, it's both. We actually do almost 70% of our donations come from individuals. That's so pretty. we do a couple of peer-to-peer campaigns. So if you think of like somebody's throwing up a GoFundMe page that says, you know, so and is going through this tragedy. When we do like Marine Corps Marathon in DC and then we have the Georgia Publix um, Half Marathon here in Atlanta in the fall, in the spring, um, all of our volunteers engage their network. So when Gordy raced with us last fall, he raised almost $5,000 through his yes. network. And so from a nonprofit standpoint, that's a great model of saying, hey, it's the crowdfunding mentality. How do I get more people engaged with what we're doing that have never heard of us? Yeah. And so Gordy, who had not done a ton of races with us yet, it was a great way for his network to be a part of that and experience yeah. it. You know? um, so we do almost 70%. Grants are a, a smaller part. Um, it's just because it, that takes so much more work. Yeah, um, But we just hired somebody, actually, that's doing grant writing for us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that helps. It, a lot of it, half of them are just, it's the paperwork. It takes, they just, they want to have a lot of information. Because there's, I'm sure there's tons of People stuff that goes... swindle them. Yeah, and, yeah. and just, yeah, yeah they want to make sure it's legitimate. Or they have their own processes, you know. Yeah. Like family foundations, actually, especially, a lot of them have a pretty intensive process. Because there's a board that's voting on where all this money's going to. Where, versus like... Buffalo Wild Wings is now one of the benefactors of the foundation and that came, that came through a networking connection which created a conversation. so there wasn't this like 30 page application that we had to go through. Yeah. we had to still go present what we wanted to do and how we were going to do it. but um, yeah, so it's just it's, it's interesting. And every a lot of nonprofits are different. like some are heavy grants. Ours just relies more on the individual gifts.
0: How do people get in touch with you? Cowpeace
1: um, yeah. Foundation.org. So you can pre-order the book uh, through the website. Uh, actually, it's shipping now, so you can order it. Um, and then there's you can sign up for the newsletter. You can donate. You can join to volunteer. So if you're uh, ambitious like Gordy and you want to come run in a race, um, that's great. Or if you're like Evan and you don't run and your wife wife does all the running, you can come help us at a race and drive the truck, fill the tires, help people like Kyle eat after the race. Um, There's always tons of opportunities to get involved. Um, We've been saying, and I really like this, is what we always need from everybody is time, talent, and treasure. Mm -hmm. We need your time as a volunteer. We need your talents. If you're... Building apps, you, one. And, you know stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a talent. <laughs> unfortunately, Evan does not, and uh, and we need your treasure. We need you to donate and, and share your dollars and help us grow.
0: Yeah, well, cool. I mean, this is awesome. I yeah. I, I see. I've seen your name a whole bunch, and so it was nice to. Uh, no, thank you guys for the, bring for the you platform on and, I appreciate it. Yeah, everybody should definitely check out that book. And what's the name of the book?
1: Beyond the Finish. Beyond the Finish. Yep. All right, we'll check it out.